Orgasmic. You are joined by your host Emily Duncan, and today I'm here with Kai. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you back on. For anyone who hasn't listened to earlier episodes, we've been following Kai's journey transitioning, and it's been over a year now, which is crazy. Yeah. So, how has it been being a year on T? It's been really good. Um, as time goes on, I kind of forget, like. When I first started, it was every, like, my month is, like, like the date is the 14th. Like, the, I started on the 14th of October. So, every time the 14th comes, I used to be so excited. But now I kind of forget because it's, it's just normal now. But, yeah, it's no, it's, it's still pretty cool. Um, like, the excitement's probably died down a bit. But it's yeah. still, like, looking back, it was still awesome. And I'm still so happy with everything that's happened. Yeah, like, well, that's good. There's nothing, I don't know, because when I was starting, it's so, like, it's, like a, it's a planned puberty. And I was like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to look like. I don't know what I'm going to sound like. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm super happy with everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it's good. <laughs> and, like, have you enjoyed the experience and, like, watching your body change? Yeah, I have. And, like, I probably said last time, like, I used to watch so many YouTube videos of other mm. people doing this. So it was cool to do that for myself and even do my little, like voice videos i love those yeah so i'll be like hey my name's kai this is my voice how many months so i haven't i don't really do them as much anymore i did like the year i think but yeah. um that was always really exciting to like hear the change and mm. i'd get so excited i mean has there been any big changes from four months to a year or has it kind of just been like the same mm. changes but just more yeah well i think my voice dropped a bit more definitely definitely yeah. has. <laughs> <laughs> like it it kind of, there was like a really big drop at four months. I reckon it probably after we talked. Yeah. And then it was pretty steady after that. Um, but I think it did kind of, I don't know, whenever I see my friends like in Melbourne that I don't see in person a lot, they, um, some of them will comment on it and I don't even realize it's like gotten in deeper. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, but other than voice, um, Facial hair was a big thing. Like, yeah, you got a mow now. Yeah, and like I, I have shaved, but you can kind of like it's getting spiky. It's weird. Yeah, it but, would be weird. Um, I did try and let it grow like a week ago, but then I was just kind of feeling a bit musty. I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> musty, crusty. Yeah. It's not looking good. No, like I was kind of just trying to see how it was. Like, yeah. what, I don't know what was. And, like, I'd see other guys, and they'd be, like, a year on tea, and they'd have this, like, big beard. So I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. But I it suppose was, it's different for everyone. It's, yeah, it is. Too. You can't compare. Because yeah. um, you, you think about a cis boy, like, when he's yeah. going on tea. Not, <laughs> not when he's going on tea. <laughs> when he's going through puberty. Yeah. Um, he doesn't just wake up with a... No. Like, it takes time. I mean, even the boys that I am friends with now or, like date yeah <laughs> uh i look at their facial hair and they still can't grow it yeah like so it's so sporadic and in random places you can me, see yeah. that they that they, they like like shave and try but like it just it takes yeah. time it's like a 30 year old four year old man type type of thing unless you're someone who has like obviously heaps of hair and other than that um still can't cry still emotionally <laughs> blocked is that been a struggle for you because that was a way you used to release yeah i've kind of gotten used to it honestly but it still is 
still kind of is annoying because yeah, when you when you grow up and that's how you've always, you know, you've your body's been full of estrogen. That's what happens. You cry a lot. Well, yeah. not everyone, but I did. Um, especially going through hard times, like that's what I'd cry. Like I'd just cry and it'd be a good release. But now I can't, so I do feel kind of blocked up. But you know, you find ways to cope. Like I play songs in the car and like scream to them. Nice. <laughs> but it's like it's a good like way to like get, get it out. Get like, your energy yeah. out, like that emotion. Yeah. yeah, for sure. People say they work out, which I don't work out, but like yeah. that probably helps. But you just kind of get used to it. I just couldn't imagine not being able to cry. Like really... I couldn't imagine having all of that emotion and like you know how it builds up in your body, like you feel it yeah. and not actually being able to have it come out. That's how that's really how it feels. It's like you'll wanna cry but like it like feels like all blocked up there. It's weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Has there been any moments where you've been able to like get it out or is it literally... Yeah, like I've I've cried, but yeah. Just not like see pre T. I would be able to pinpoint the last time I cried, but right now I'm thinking I don't even know. But it's yeah. like I think something will have to happen to really trigger it. Mm. Um, something like big, I guess. And then once I am crying, like I will start crying, like everything else that I couldn't cry over. But <laughs> you're like, okay, it's time to cry. <laughs> yeah. Let me get everything out. But it's really this good. This past year of trauma, yeah. let me get it all out of this one session. Yeah. But it's really good. It's like when I do cry, I'm like happy about it because I'm like finally. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like snapshot my friends and I'm like, I cried. <laughs> and they'll be like, hell yeah. It's probably funny because then when you do cry, it probably makes you happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like finally. <laughs> finally, yeah. I'm crying and now you're not even sad about what you were sad no. about because you're happy, you're just crying. No. But it sucks because a couple of times I've actually in the last few months I've started crying like right before work or something. So I'm like, yeah. damn it, I have to stop. <laughs> like, I, I can't just let myself enjoy this yeah. moment. So oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that would be. I think maybe like my jaws changed a bit. Yeah. But not to mention that hurt. Like, my face changing hurt. Did it? Yeah, like I would wake up with a really sore jaw. Wow. And, like, I have anxiety, so I thought that I was, like, clenching my jaw in my sleep. Mm, I do That's that. just, yeah, that's just what mm. I thought. I was like, oh, radio. Yeah. But then I saw another person, like, um, on Facebook. I'm in a lot of, like, trans groups, and it's how I learn most of the things that are happening to me. Yeah. They said, like, they made a post about the whole jaw hurting. I was like, what? I never knew that. Well, it kind of it makes sense, especially if your body's changing, and if like your jaw shape is changing, if the muscles are then yeah, like if it's the muscles that are like, I don't know, changing their shape and size or yeah. whatever. I don't know, but like I can imagine it would. As far as like my confidence goes, um, I'm definitely like, I don't know. I was always pretty out there, I guess, around friends in like high school. But like yeah. as far as like other people go, like at work and talking to other people, I'm definitely like. I'm fine speaking to people now. Like That's I used good. to speak really quietly because I hated my voice, mm-hmm. but now I'm much more confident. And um, like I work at Rivers now mm-hmm. um, with a like a she was my um, stepmom's best friend, yeah. and she so she knew me. She's known me since I was like in year eleven. Yeah. Um, and she's said to me multiple times that she can just see me like finally come out of my shell, yeah, and I'm like 100%. so much more confident like talking to like just co-workers I don't know that well and stuff like that and because I feel like even in high school definitely towards other people you're a lot more reserved yeah like and like I can 
even just your energy now is so different to what it used to be. Like, yeah. you're, you're like, yeah, it's a different, yeah, just a whole <laughs> different energy, which yeah. is amazing. And it's a lot more comfortable energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome not to be so, like, obviously I still get dysphoric, but I'm not so, it used to be like a constant thing. And like before, like when I started back at like pizza delivering, um, every, every door I would go to, I'd be like, I don't know what would even go through my mind, but it would be like, I don't know. I'd be like puffing out the shirt and like, get ready. But like, got to like, you know, like just like hoping I pass. Yeah. yeah. But now it just never crosses my mind because That's I awesome. haven't been misgendered for like ages. So yeah. it doesn't even cross my mind anymore. So obviously you're getting top surgery yes. soon, which yes. is super, super exciting. Yeah. So what's like the process with that? So there are like two well-known surgeons in Melbourne. So choosing between the two was kind of just doing my research and not even just like scientific research, but just like other trans people sharing their experiences with the surgeons. Um, so it was in Melbourne. Mum went with me um, and met met Chang, which was very nerve-wracking. It was... It was very surreal, like, this, is this actually... Because I just thought it would be so long till I got it, till I even started the process. Yeah, but I kind of got to that point where I didn't even... I hadn't even, like, made much of a dent in my savings when I started the consult. I was prepared to take a loan, but now I've already saved the money, so I can Oh, well, that's to, amazing. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah, don't need to do that. But like, yeah. I got to the point where, like, binding has become really uncomfortable. Not to, like, digress, but... No, it's a part um, of it. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've been binding... Oh, if you don't know, like chest binding, they know. Yeah, well, you can quickly explain it because I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know if we've talked about it. I don't know if we talked it. about it, but it's basically, it's just like a compression vest. Not like, yeah, kind of like a vest. I don't know how you'd really describe it, but mm. it's, um, it just kind of compresses everything together. Um, so I've been doing that since 2018, probably. And mm-hmm. up until I started tea, it was fine. Like, it was pretty comfortable. I got my yeah. binder from JC2B, which is a very well-known trans company, mm-hmm. like, made by trans people, so it's safe and comfortable. Because binding can be unsafe. It can be. If you yeah. do it with, like, bandages and stuff, it can, like, really damage your ribs and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing that, and it was fine. Like, I was always really comfortable. I left on for ages, which, like, you're probably not meant to do, but, like, my body was always fine with it. Mm-hmm. But then I started tea, and I think what happened is my shoulders, like, broadened and, like, things changed. And then it got really uncomfortable, um, and it's always just moving around. Like I'm, I've got the right size, but it's really hard on my shoulders, especially yeah. at work. Really, really like not only now, not only is the need for top surgery a mental thing, but it's very much a physical, physical. thing mm-hmm. because I it's so painful. And there's some trans people I know who have the same issue, and they just they're like, oh well, I just won't bind or a sports bra, but like I can't do that. I just physically. Can't. It's something that you just... No, yeah. I can't do it. So yeah. I put up with it. Like, as soon as I get home, though, I'll, like, rip it off. But yeah. even that sucks. Walking around the house, I don't even like without a binder. But I do recognize that I can't... I'd rather just be comfortable in my home. I don't need to bind in front of my mom. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But for my own, like, mental mentality, I would like to. But anyway, so, yeah, I got to that point. I booked my consult. Um, I wasn't sure how long it would take to get the process and get a surgery date, but with COVID, that's definitely delayed things. Mm, that's frustrating. So I got, my first consult was back in June. Yeah. And I pre-booked my second consult for May. Like I was pretty, wait, May, June, 
Which is first? That, May, May, May's first. May's first, okay. <laughs> Maybe my first... I believed it. <laughs> Maybe my first consult was May. And the second June. Second was June. Yeah. So, I, yeah, went to Melbourne and met him and um, kind of, I came with a bunch of questions. Everyone says to do that. Um, asked him a lot of questions and he showed me some photos of before and after two other people that were the first one was kind of similar to me the second one was a bit different but kind of could see like I think he tries to kind of like he so first he take first he took me to another room which I was dreading because like he needs to look at you mm. so it was just me and him but he was really really nice though like he kind of like he probably understands how like horrible that is to have yeah, to do exactly. so he kind of was just asking me about work and just like not because I think it would have been yeah I think it would have been worse if it was just an awkward silence and he's just like staring at me yeah so um yeah he was asking me about work and he just had to like look and I think he just had to he kind of had to like just feel for um bumps and stuff to make sure you didn't have any like health issue yeah um and then he just had to like take a photo which also kind of sucked but like it's part of the process but he was very nice though like that definitely helped having someone that's why I chose him because I think I knew from some of the reviews that he was going to be like that yeah and I'd seen I'd seen a lot of other people worried about this that exact thing having to show him like take a shirt off but Mm. people like commented and said he was good so that's good anyway so did that and then went back in and showed me the photos and um explained a bit of the process to us he was asking me what I knew and stuff because they obviously it's such a big surgery they want to make sure that you're actually like you know what you're getting into Mm. you know what you're in for they can deny it to you if you're not they don't seem like you it's something that you yeah well educated on and know the yeah if it's right for you but even then you do also need to get what's called a w path letter from a psychologist really so I've had one session but I have to wait to the second one Second session to have three months within my surgery date because it needs to be valid within three months. It's interesting how you can get a breast augmentation for a breast reduction because your breasts are too big or implants, but because you're transgender, yeah. you need a psych evaluation. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you should, if you don't want boobs, you should be able to take yeah. them off. Yeah, but they're like, oh, it's an irreversible surgery. And I mean, I kind of understand, like, if it's someone that's young and maybe... Well, I guess if you're young, there's a different process. If you're yeah, under 18, I'm not really sure about that. But yeah. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, and I do agree, but part of me does kind of understand as well, just in yeah. case there could be the wrong person that jumps in, and then if they do it and they realize they don't want it, they might sue you or something. So Yeah, yeah I get... Yeah, that's fair. But Because can you not then get... If you get this surgery and then say someone's like, oh, now I want implants, you can't do that. I don't think so because they've said it's irreversible. So, like, okay. I don't think that's yeah. really a thing. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have to do that. So, I've had my first session for that, which was a really weird session. Like, they kind of... They just want to make sure you're, like, mentally ready I guess and you know what you're in for like a surgeon but it's more in-depth questions about it and you like ask me things like well how you feel if something goes wrong how you feel if this 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 like it was very it's part of the process but I kind of hated it but I needed to do it yeah so anyway you need to get those letters um and then the second consult you have to have a month after like they want to give you time to think I guess Mm. uh so the second consult I went back it was pretty quick. I just went by myself this time. It was pretty quick and it was just, yeah, I want to go with you. Any other questions? Um, gave me like a blood work form that I'll fill out 
that I'll get like the week before surgery. And that was kind of it. It was pretty smooth. Yeah. Well, that's um, good. At least it was a good process. Yeah. And, like as comfortable as it could be. Yeah. And then hopefully the surgery, it would be so cool to be able to touch in once yeah. you've recovered. Yeah. And like how be all of that's thing. going. Because that's massive. It's a yeah. massive step. And like I've worked so hard and like so many hours to get the money. It's kind of annoying now that I've got the money and I'm still just waiting. I'm like, damn. Yeah. But still. But and this, it's such an expensive process. And like, you're so fortunate that you're able to go through with it because I can mm. only imagine the people that, you know, want to transition, but they just don't have yeah, the act. Because it's, it's not an accessible thing. It's very, to be able to transition, it's a pretty, like, privileged thing to be able to do, which sucks. Like, yeah. it's so unfortunate that it's like that. Well, my testosterone's like. It was $100 every three months, but then I got in touch with an endocrinologist, which makes it cheaper. Because cis men use testosterone as, like, what is it? In weird ways. Like, I don't know what the... (laughs) They use it in weird ways, so you can get it cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, so... But literally, because cis men can use it. Yeah, they can use it to make themselves, like, what is it, like, stronger for sports and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. So that's why it's so expensive. And then if you see an endocrinologist, they make it cheaper. Like they make it expensive. So it's so hard to get. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. For cis men. Right. Right. So it's harder to get as a trans man. Okay. But anyway, it's $40 every three months. And then top surgery, I've been told to save 12 grand. Just so much money. It seems like it was like impossible when I was living away from home and paying Mm -hmm. rent and not really working as much as I was able to. Yeah. But now like I'm lucky enough to just be able to live here rent-free and just work and not really have anything to pay off. So it was, wasn't too bad, but yeah, I was pretty lucky to do that. Yeah. So now it's just waiting. I think I'll like, I'll get a, I'll get like an official call three months or so before telling me the actual date and going through the, you know, what time to get there and everything. But like going back to the whole, it's easy to get a breast reduction or implant. It kind of annoyed me because my, I know someone who got a reduction and like nothing, obviously nothing against her. She's great to do that. But it was really annoying because she got the process and got the surgery within like a month. Mm-hmm. And then I have to wait so long because of COVID. And I guess, I guess with breast reductions, there's probably maybe more surgeons to choose from. Yeah. I don't know, but they obviously, yeah, they obviously didn't have as big of a wait list and she only needed like one or two consults. She didn't need to get a psych assessment. Um, so she's already done and dusted it and I'm still waiting. So it's kind of annoying mm, to compare. It's frustrating. Yeah. I deem it as medically necessary, but like they don't. Like yeah. some people just see it as like a cosmetic choice. So it's... <laughs> mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Is it a cosmetic choice? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, is it a cosmetic I'm choice? I'm think. Yeah, I'm just choosing. This is... <laughs> it might be fun. Like, what? Yeah. Just thought I'd just, you know, fuck around. Mm. See what happens. See if I like it or not. Yeah. But, yeah, so what's it been like, obviously now, because you've had a whole year on T and you, I imagine, you said you're basically passing 100% of the time as a male. Mm. What, how has it been, we touched on it a bit last time, but how has it been now with, like, the way people treat you and just how they interact with you compared to when, you know, when you used to identify as a woman? Yeah. Now, it's been very weird and interesting to see and notice the difference. I was already seeing it last time we spoke, but, like, I wanted to touch on it again because it's so... It's it's not something many trans men talk about or mention, but, like, God, I noticed the difference, especially just with my job. Like, I 
delivered pizzas and worked at the pizza shop pre-transition and then now I do again. So, you know, working the same job has been interesting to see how customers interact with me. And I definitely, I think I mentioned this last time, but it's, it's even, it's just how they greet me. Like when you, when I was seen as a girl, I didn't really get much from anyone, but now that I'm, you know, people like see me, like they'll see a man. It's like, Oh, Hey champ. Hey buddy. How you going? Like, are they so... And I just get praised for doing nothing. Like, it's it's insane. I didn't even <laughs> think about that, getting praised for doing nothing, yeah. just for existing. Yeah. If that's not, like, the patriarchy... It is. It is. <laughs> getting like, the bar praised is so for low. doing nothing. Oh, yeah. literally. And I've mentioned this to people before, and they'll say, like, oh, but that's awesome for you. And it's like, maybe, but it definitely makes me think just about society as a whole. Like, yeah. why am I getting treated so much better as a man when I wasn't before like it's just insane to me and it definitely like makes me I don't know what the word would be like I don't want to say woke but like Mm. compared to like a cis man who hasn't experienced what it's like to be a woman I feel like as a man I'm probably more understanding of that oh 100 well you've you've lived both you understand what it's like and you can see the difference yeah and like even as me as like a cis woman, I can see the difference, but I don't get to actually necessarily experience. Yeah, the you difference. know the difference is there. Yeah. And even if I'm in that room, I might not notice it as much, or it's kind of normalized for me. Whereas mm. for you, it's not necessarily, I guess, normalized in the sense of you experiencing that for yourself. Yeah. Yet, obviously, you'll get to a point where you'll probably just you won't even think anything of it. Yeah. And I've definitely gotten more used to it, but at the start it was very... And I just feel like I'm more like... I've seen other people say that they... Like other trans guys say they're taken more seriously as a man. Like, I feel... I feel like I've seen more... Like, because at my job I'm a manager now. I'm not sure if I was... I think I was last time we talked. I don't know, but... Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. But as a manager, like, I just feel like I'm... I don't Maybe that's because I'm a manager now, but even before then, I feel like now I've just been seen as more authoritative to customers... Mm -hmm. And just taken seriously. And no, I can I can imagine that. I don't know. Like, I've had I've had like a girl that I work with, like getting yelled at, and then like I've like she was getting yelled at at a delivery, and then when he called me like to complain about it, I was just like very no mate, you yelled at her like, and he was like oh but 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 like I feel like if it was the girl doing that, then they just walk all over her. But when it when it was me a man, they're like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, very... Yeah, I get that. And, like, I feel like as women, they totally don't take us seriously. Or if we do stand up for... Even, like, in a work environment, if we just stand up for the work's policies and what it is, we're seen as, like, this bitchy, like, just... I'm trying to think of the word. But literally just seen as someone, like, we're just rude and bitchy mm. and, like, just not as like nice of a person was yeah. I feel like as soon as like a man like steps out and into that even like when I was working in the pharmacy like people would not take me as seriously telling them things and as soon as you get the guy to come out the pharmacist it's like yeah no worries it's I'll believe so, you it's so weird yeah and yeah it's it's just been insane to see um and even but sometimes I feel like I'm Passing as a man definitely is good and helps my dysphoria, but sometimes it didn't work like as well in my favor as when a guy um, was mad and like pushed me over in Melbourne. 
was just pretty scary. Yeah, well, obviously, because he's looked at you, he's like, huh, another man, yeah. let me fight him. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I was just like, he thought I was in his way when I wasn't, and he's just come and pushed me, and I immediately just walked away, and then he kept pushing me and just kept yelling at me, and I was just terrified because I knew that he was, like, seeing me as a man. I, like, it wasn't like it was a hate crime or anything. Yeah. But he... Like, cause I feel like that's very normal with other, with men to like push each other around and he was pick a, trying to pick a fight, but I felt so like scared and like small, like, cause I'm not that short or anything, but he was, no. he was very like tall and like yeah. well built. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I can't defend myself. So I was, I was pretty scared. So like, that's something, and that only happened pretty recently. So that's something I've been thinking about is like times like that when I could be potentially in danger if men think they can just push other men around yeah, and it's exactly. like well wait don't push me don't don't please don't touch me yeah. <laughs> but like as i said to you before like it would be as if you haven't been in scenarios growing up where people have been more rough like it's not like you have a brother that you're constantly brawling yeah. with and like you're not in, put in situations where when someone's irritated or angry you fight obviously you're just gonna want to cloak like yeah. freak out and like i feel like i would freeze however i don't like if i don't obviously i wouldn't know if i was like in your situation and like because like sometimes i remember like last time i was home i punched dad i was so angry <laughs> i'm no joke i told him like if you keep fucking like like trying to make me angry i'll fucking punch you and yeah. he kept going and going and i hit him so hard like i full punched him oh i got in so much trouble so, <laughs> I was, like i was like 13 again i got in so mum like fucking gave it to me. I was in so much trouble. I was like, I fucking told him. I was going to fucking punch him. If he didn't stop. And she was like, no, Emily. Like, you, you can't, can't just... punch people. <laughs> I was like, I fucking told him I was going to punch him though. That's actually funny. It was funny. So like, I, but also comfortable, not some stranger. Yeah. You kind of know your dad's not going to. He's not going to hit me back. Yeah. He'll just cop it. Yeah. But. With this guy, like, if I had have arced up, like, I think he would have gave it back worse, so... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially someone, if they're, like, intoxicated or anything like that. Yeah. But, like, what a daunting experience is something that's, I think, so normalised within, like, masculinity is that, mm. like, fighting, you always see people getting king hit at pubs and they're always doing yeah. so much work to try and help people with their aggression and not using fighting and everything yeah. and pushing people around. Like, that's such a daunting experience for you yeah and i mean i was next to like a group of girls so i guess he just saw me and i mean i'm glad that he would if he's gonna push someone at least be a man not a girl but yeah you know still yeah like but not not me not me (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because i just went like stood next to this like you know dad aged man like that age dad aged like man in his 40s like Mm. i just like stood near him because Protect Again, my me. instinct was this big man can fight him off. I yeah, can't. Yeah, literally. And I suppose that's quite a confronting thing now having this societal pressure that I'm a man. I yeah. should be able to fight. I should be the one that a woman comes up to and hides behind. You yeah, know what I mean? It did make me feel a bit like weak, like, oh, damn, like, you know, any other cis man would have just fought back. But then something I do have to remind myself a lot is I wasn't brought up as a cis man. So the way I was brought up is very different to ev- like, cause it's a constant battle comparing myself to cis men, mm. but I constantly have to remind myself that I was raised with different experiences. Yeah. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to think and be like, be every like other. Them. yeah. And like, honestly, 
in those say like the situation you were in the fact that you weren't and you just walked away is probably so much better yeah. than what a cis man has been brought up to do. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, like probably you're probably maybe fight back. Yeah, and I feel like because you've had all those other experiences, you're able to think of just differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, in a way definitely. that's probably more positive because no offense to cis men, <laughs> women are much better, I feel like, at everything. Yes, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have a you know a trans man and they've got the power of everything like you know yeah. you're like at the elite status. Yeah. <laughs> literally. The best kind of man. The best kind of literally because you've got all the experience and you know how to I suppose, and you've got the option now. You can be like, I can, you know, tap into that old, I guess, feminine side and use that to my advantage, or I can fuck mm, it off and yeah, be take tap into the masculine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, is there anything else that's been like big since the last time we've chatted, or anything other things that you just like want to talk about? Um. I had bathrooms on my oh, list. Oh, yeah, bathrooms. I didn't even think about no, that. bathrooms are very scary place. Not even just for, like, I know a lot of trans men are scared to go into the men's bathroom because they're mm-hmm. going to get yelled at and stuff. I don't really have that fear as much anymore. Yeah. So what is how gross they are. Yeah, and I don't know, they're I, disgusting. Like, every time I go in, more so in Melbourne, I find, I think, um, that's so, like, I even, I went, I went to the Shan. This weekend. Yeah. And the men's bathrooms, like, didn't even have a lock on the door. There was, like, you know, pee everywhere. Like, Ew. toilet paper everywhere. Like, just Ew. gross. And nothing like the the ladies' toilets. No. And even, like, the environment in the... Like, I walk in there and they're all just, like, talking. She's like, oh, you fuck you. Know? Like, but, but then, you and you know, like, the whole, like, the girls' bathrooms. They're like, oh, my God, like, you look Don't so eat. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... As- like it's so weird because I miss, I miss that environment yeah, and I actually loved it when I went to a club in Melbourne and it was a unisex bathroom. So like, mm. that was good. But yeah. There's one in Geelong. Um, have you like, you know, Bloom? Yeah. They've got a unisex bathroom. Oh, there. Really? It was just so like, it's so, it's just, it's a simple thing everyone can do. Yeah. That's just like, it's just, you know what I mean? It makes you, a difference. It does. And like, cause you wouldn't think about it. Cause obviously now you're passing as a man the women's toilets may be more comfortable in the fun environment you want to be in, but like, are they going to be, yeah, I'm I mean, not I about think... to walk in there and like make someone uncomfortable or, but then like, it's also, I feel like women are quite accepting of, they'd probably just see me like, Oh, Hey, yeah, literally. I don't know. like, I'm sure if you explained anything, they'd be like, Oh my God. They'd be like, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Like, yeah. Come in. Come in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's funny. Cause I actually remember before I was even like on testosterone or anything, I was not passing one little bit. I was in where I was somewhere in Geelong. I don't know what club it was, but I walked into the girls toilets with my friends and this um, bouncer chases me in and <laughs> tells me to get out. And like, I just like spoke. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, oh, sorry. But it was funny because, like, I wasn't even, I don't know, I was wearing, like, jeans and, like, a button-up. So, like, yeah. I, but I probably just, like, looked like a lesbian. <laughs> and well, like, I, and, like, because obviously there's those who identify as women that are more masculine yeah. presenting. So it was kind of annoying, actually. I was like, come on, man. Why? Yeah. Like. It's going to be, I think, nightclubs and, like, bathroom situations are going to be a lot more complicated. And it's probably good they're putting in, like, more unisex because yeah. you just don't know... Who, you don't know. You, you don't know who identifies as what yeah. and the way they present because, like, yeah, I think it's something you just can't 
assume anymore. No. Yeah. And it doesn't, I feel like people don't actually care as much as if you're in the bathroom and you see someone walk in, you probably, if you're in the girl's bathroom and you see someone masculine, I feel like you're just not even going to worry. Whereas some people seem to think it's this big issue. I, yeah, I don't get why. Like, like it's just a it toilet. It like literally, I, the, I guess the only thing I could think of that they would be concerned about is people having sex. Yeah. <laughs> However, I have fucked women in the toilets before, yeah. so... <laughs> like... That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if they should be really concerned about the men. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, they're probably much less likely to fuck each other in the toilets. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's funny. As, yeah, that's something they might be thinking about. Maybe that's they the saw only, me go in there with all the girls and was like, oh. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Yeah. Because I remember even like going to the shan back when I was like 18 and girls trying to get into the boys' shorts and getting kicked out of the club, the whole establishment. Yeah. I'm like, does it really fucking matter? Yeah. Like, I don't know or, why they care. <laughs> like, f- to take drugs. But like, people can share a bag anyway and take it between toilets. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it's just. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's very outdated, and I don't know why bouncers are wasting their time fucking patrolling who's going into what toilet. Well, yeah, when I was at the Shan last week, because I hadn't been there for so long, yeah. but when I was there and I was in the men's toilets, there was actually a guy coming in, and he was, like, peeking under to see how many feet. He's like, oh, there's people fucking in here. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, God. Oh, okay. yeah. It's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, I was, like, waiting out, and then I... It was actually really, like, the one awkward part was, is, as I said, there was one stall without a lock, and there was only another stall, and it was being used for ages, and all these guys were walking past just kind of looking at me and, like, going to the urinal, and obviously I can't do that, and I felt really weird standing there, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the one that's not locked, so I went in there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, trying to, like, hold it. Leg up, trying to I was actually it. really scared, though, because I just thought, like, all these thoughts were going through my mind of other stories I've seen. Like, what if a guy walks in and sees me sitting there? Like, obviously, I could just be taking a shit, but, like, they, I don't know. Still, yeah. was a, it was actually scary. I, and, and that's something, even though that they would probably walk in and just assume that anyway for someone that, when you're, that's obviously not the case, you freak out that that's what they're going to think. Yeah. Like, yeah, But I get other that. than that, like, yeah, the men's bathrooms are disgusting, but other than that, it's not as scary anymore, but at the start... It can be scary, I guess, not knowing because you've seen stories and like a lot of people are scared going into other bathrooms and having the wrong person be in there. And I feel Mm -hmm. like men don't care as much as like. They're made out to care about it? Like they, I've found that when you walk in there, you kind of just keep your head down. Like they're not talking to each other like the girls are. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of trans men are scared because they think that Obviously, like, men are scarier, but they think they're going to see you walk in. They're not going to actually care. And I feel like even if they thought you were a girl, I just don't think... I don't know. They don't really care. But I'm sure there are... There are stories. How did you go at the start trying to decide when you were transitioning what bathroom to use? Yeah, that's the thing is... That, like, halfway point. But the thing, I guess, that worked in my favour is we were kind of in lockdown... So mm. I wasn't really going anywhere. That's true. So, and I still don't, like, I'm usually just working. Like, I don't really, and, you know, if we just run errands, I don't really need to use the toilet. Yeah. The only times I ever do is if I'm in Melbourne, like, at shopping centres or whatever. But mm. now, I get what you're saying, and I think there was a time when, even when I was identifying as a man before I was on T, I would still use the girls' bathrooms because I knew that, like... Even though I looked maybe dressed and presented masculine, I knew that people could still see me as a girl. And I was fine with that, just going to the girls' bathroom still. 
I was still very scared. Urinals still kind of freak me out. Every time I walk in, I don't look. I don't know why. They just, no, it would freak me out too. They just look weird. I don't know why. And like, yeah. And you see and a guy I standing think, there and you try not to look. Yeah, well, because you don't want to just like look at their dick. But like, yeah. what do they do? Do they look at each other's dicks? I don't know. Do they just... Because it's quite a like... They literally have to pull their dicks out in front of other yeah. guys. So like, do they just look at their own dick or do they have a peek? <laughs> I don't know. I would not be able to not look. Yeah. Like, I, if you're like... It's like when you're told like... Don't look at something. Yeah. You want to look at it. Like, That's there's no way I'd be able to fucking pull up to a urinal and not be like, oh my God. Sometimes when I'm walking past, like, I see a guy and I'm like, my main thing is I don't even want to make eye contact because I don't want to, I'm just worried. I don't know how it is if, if he sees me, like, looking at him and be like, fucking look at me. Like, I don't know what it's like. And, like, I don't would know that they... be something, you know, when it, they're like, it threatens their masculinity. Like, yeah. that's something that they're like, as they would say, like, you know, oh my, that's so gay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, Why would yeah. you look at me like that's gay? Like, yeah. don't uh, like you know, it threatens their masculinity. Yeah. Obviously, it's also looking at someone's penis. So, yeah. <laughs> could also just be like, don't look at my fucking penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I guess that's just what they've always done. Like they've been brought up to use urinals, but I feel like even if I was a cis man, I just hate that. I'd rather just use the toilet. Like I don't, no. I find the concept of a urinal so weird. It is weird, and I, it, it is weird. Efficient because they never have a line. Probably, yeah. Weird. Imagine if we had that. <laughs> Just fucking cock a leg up <laughs> on the side. Well, I've seen yeah. other, like, trans men's, like, I've said, you can get, like, it's called, like, an STP. Yeah. I'm not sure what it stands for. Standing something. But uh-huh. um, it's basically, like, a fake penis with a hole. And, like, right. An and it would, like, cup and, under. Yeah. But, but what if you, like... You're doing that and it's still like kind of sitting in there. Do you have to like then pull it out and be like... That's the thing. Like I'm not game enough to try that, especially if there's people around. But I know that there are some people that use it on their everyday life. And there's also like a two-in-one situation. So there's these things called packers. So So it doubles, but that's the thing is... So some people will use it to pee and then just stuff it back in their pants. But I don't get the whole... I think they said they kind of shake it. Um, Yeah. But I'm... I'm more concerned about wiping and, like, getting the... Like, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to try it, but, like, in my own yeah. home. But. Well, yeah, obviously, I feel like you'd want to practice there first yeah. before you walk out. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing more of your journey with us. We all love you and appreciate it. I love it. Anyway. <laughs>